when I doubted, still I knew, I knew my father knew. I saw his quiet witness in the tears he could not hide as he taught me of the Savior, how he lived and how he died. I felt the Holy Spirit as he testified of truth, and I began to understand the things I knew. My Father My father's faith deep within my soul A legacy I'll treasure through eternities untold And everything I try to be And everything I do I do because I learn to know And love the things I knew Good morning. Beautiful show. Sonia and all the, those people who contributed, let's give them a hand. Oh. I'm not used to sit down on Sunday morning. You can see I'm still standing. But I need to rest a little bit so I can last through the message. Before I start, a word of thanks to each and every one of you for praying for me. It was a, a wonderful surgery. I uh, slept through it. <laughs> uh, doctor, I, I slept through it. I want to tell you one, I've never been under, you know, such a, a long sleep. That's so uh, the guy told me, uh, would you put this there and smell the, some oxygen air? I said, oh, by all means, put it down, put it down, just like this. I woke up five, six hours later. Thank you, I did not feel anything. And next day, when the nurse came to say, hey, your pain between from one to 10, how do you describe it? I said, I said, zero. Your prayers, the church behind me, I thank you all, not for that only, for the cause you've sent, for the cause you've done. For everything, Sylvia and I, thank you so much. I, 
is, I, don't, I don't have any more words except I'm holding myself not to cry for such a family that we have. You're a true family. I don't know whether I'm going to be able to preach today, especially sitting, but had, right, the, doctor, the doctor, Dr. Rudy, told me, Adol, you're like Jesus. He said he sat and started teaching. So you're like Jesus, right? Did you say that? Okay. Well, happy Father's Day. I am so happy to be here. It's my 12th day. I had the surgery on the 4th of June. And on the 16th, I'm preaching. The surgeon was sitting up there and said, Sir, you are, you are doing great. He said, you're like flying colors, whatever word they said. I said, doctor, on the 16th, he was, he's a great surgeon. On the 16th, I am preaching at church. He said, go preach at church. He said, go. So I'm here. Well, the orders is from God, not from him. All right, enough talk. <clears throat> Today is Father's Day. A day of cologne, right? A day of hugs. New neckties. Long-distance phone calls. Hallmark cards. I received some. So fathers, enjoy it with your family, with your precious children, and celebrate with joy what the Lord has given you. Happy Father's Day. I read a story titled, The Ideal Father, and it goes like this. If you heard it from me, pretend that you hear it, but uh, you know, it's still. The father of five children had one, a toy at a raffle. He called his kids together to ask which one should have the present. And he said, who is the most obedient? Who never talks back to his mother? Who does everything she says? Five small voices answered in unison, you play with it, daddy. <laughs> you got it? I have a paraphrase reading from Proverbs chapter 20, verses 6 and 7. Who can find a faithful father who walks with integrity? Blessed are his children after him. It's paraphrased, but uh, I just wanted you to understand what I'm talking about. A nationwide survey was taken recently to determine how much time fathers were spending with their children. And by the way, I, was, I enjoyed the video that you saw and the, children, the fathers playing with their children. That is a great thing. Fathers, may God bless you all. So the results were out, unbelievable, astounding and strange. Fathers with children, listen to this, between the ages of two to 12, were spending 12 minutes a day with, with their children. 12 minutes a day with their children. And you know, the commentator wrote, 12 minute dads 
contribute greatly to 12-year-old delinquents. I know very well this is not the case here. Not all dads are 12 minutes dads. Many fathers in this church also. And I'm pleased to report because I'm close to you. I'm like your dad to all of you. I love you. And I see that you love your wives. You love your families. You love your children. And you are sacrificing daily to, for their spiritual growth, education, to prepare them for the future. So fathers, thank you for what you're doing and continue doing what God wants you to do. God bless you all. What is God looking for in us fathers? I believe what he's looking for first, spiritual effective leaders or effective spiritual leaders. To be effective spiritual fathers, we need to be effective leaders at home. We need to cultivate good character qualities such as wisdom, understanding, love, and respect. These characteristics are different from the characteristics of the worldly leaders. Worldly leaders today, they rely on good looks, wealth, popularity, and willingness to do anything to get to the top. And we watch this daily in our leaders, especially in the political arena. The world system of leadership is very different from God's leadership and from the leadership in God's kingdom. Worldly leaders are often selfish, arrogant, proud, etc. You, you, you know, but among Christian fathers, the leaders or a leader is the one who creates confidence, who is full of love to his wife and his children, who is compassionate, who breathes enthusiasm in his family. He is the one who serves best a good father and husband needs to have a servant's heart. Did you hear me, Father? To lead is to serve, nothing more and nothing less. When Pharaoh needed a leader to oversee the nation during the years of famine, you should know that. He looked at Joseph and asked his cabinet, and listen, listen what he asked them. It's in Genesis 41, 38, and 39. Can we find, can we find 
a man like this. What do you mean, Pharaoh? In whom is a divine spirit, a man discerning and wise. And that's why Joseph had these characteristics, and Joseph became the leader of that nation. What were the attributes? Divine spirit, a discerning spirit. And we are called all the time to have, to act in the spirit of God. Fathers, God is looking for such men in us. Men who are determined to bear their responsibility, to stand for the truth. Men who love their families and honor God among their traits, faithfulness, loyalty, courage, and love. Faithfulness to your Savior first, to your wife second and children. And God requires that. It's a given in a Christian father. It's a given. And this is what the Lord said about Moses. He said, not so my servant Moses. He is faithful in all household. And that's why he was appointed as a leader, one of the greatest leaders of all time, because he, he had the attribute of faithfulness. He said, I can speak to him mouth to mouth and openly, and he beholds the form of the Lord. God is looking for us, and he is looking for men who have the traits of faithfulness. Love, a father's who love, a father who is filled with love and compassion to his wife and to his children. And a father who maintains a critical attitude at home. Mm. I want to tell you one thing. A critical attitude about Tom, Dick, and Harry, about anyone, is poison to your family. So may the Lord help us to have a loving attitude to each and every person, especially our brothers and sisters at church. Yes, love. Love that desires to please Christ first. It's not something extra in that Christian. It should come with the whole package. It should be in your fiber. It should be in your heart, in your mind. Love, love, and love. It is, it is basic. And it requires sacrifices to God and your family and our families. It's never forgotten. Remember what the Bible says about love. Love never fails. You want your family to grow and love you. Love them first. Love your children. Love your wife. And be filled with the love of Christ. Love never fails. And courage, I want to speak a little bit about courage. Courage, eh, it's a lost art nowadays. 
This trait is almost non-existent. Courage to say yes and no and meet it and mean what you say. So men who cannot stand and say yes or no when it's needed, they will, fee, they will see themselves where they stand as cheap men and cheap talk does not, does not help in any way, form or shape. It's vital to stand firm on your beliefs. As I said before, if you are asked to stand firm and explain why you are such a different person than others, stand firm. Have the courage to say, I am a born again Christian. We need fathers who are courageous. We don't want to be called, well, we are, we are politically correct. We don't want to offend anybody. You know one thing, you don't offend anyone when people ask you why you're such a different person and when you say, I have experienced the love of Christ in my heart. I got saved so many years ago and so many months and I am a Christian person. People would respect you for that. But we need the courage to stand and say it. We need men with godly image. It's been said, a child not likely to find a father in God unless he finds something of God in his father. What kind of image are we reflecting in the family? Amongst our friends at work? Do they hear stories about your family? Do they hear how you spend weekends with them? Do they hear that you take them to church every Sunday? Do they hear that you care for their spiritual life when they grow up? It's good to put plans to be a doctor, a lawyer, a scientist, to go into the business world, to go into the computer world. It's wonderful to plan for your children. But let me tell you one thing. God will bless you when you plan first for their salvation. I said, I'm not going to preach today, but here I am, preaching. Take courage. You are his or her hero. You are their example. They pattern their lives after your life. Please listen to this poem by Edgar Guest. There are little eyes upon you. They're watching night and day. There are little ears 
that quickly take in every word you say. There are little hands, all eager to do everything you do. And the last, and a little boy that's dreaming of the day he'll be like you. It has also been said, dear friends, that any man can be a father, but that it takes a special kind of man to be a dad. Are you that special? Are we? Am I? The ideal father does more than simply to be a breadwinner which is good, and a good provider. He helps to mold that child throughout his growing years. We don't want to be 12 minutes dads. We want to be every day dad. We want to consecrate ourselves. The moment you said yes on the altar, I will take you to be my wife. You have taken a big step forward the responsibility to raise a family, to have a wife, to love her, to be faithful to her, and then raise children according to God's own heart. They need your love, your guidance, your correction, your discipline, and above anything else, your forgiveness, and then your praise. You know, sometimes we discipline our children, maybe more often than others, depending what we have. Okay? When we discipline them, afterwards, we forgive them, right? We teach them forgiveness. And after that, when they obey, we give them some praise and build them up to be like you. These traits can be found in a godly man. He who fears God and patterns his life after the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. And fortunate are those who have had a father with whom they had such a personal relationship. So be close to your children. Discipline them. Love them. Correct them. Forgive them. And praise them. And you might be, they grew up, it's too late. It's never too late to show them the traits that you have, the traits of God Almighty. Paul, writing to Timothy, listen what he said. You man of God, in Timothy, 1 Timothy 6, 11, You man of God, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, Perseverance and gentleness. You and I, fathers, are being watched 
And you know who watches us? Those little ones. Those little ones. Children are copycat. We need to be watchful, lest we project a poor image of real fatherhood. And God intended us to be godly fathers. Let's pursue it. Let's live for it. Which one of you had not heard the little boy step proudly forward among his playmates and declare, I know that's so because daddy said so. We're accountable. They look at you and me and says, your word is completely, that's it. That's for their life. So we have to watch what we promise. We should fulfill. What we say, we should accomplish. Because this little child, he or she, they have confidence in you and me. Someone wrote this. We need no application. The truth shines bright and day. We teach much more by doing, much less but what we say. Do nothing but what you truly desire your child to do. He may not always hear well, but he is watching you. I don't mean to be very hard and to put us in a very, as fathers, in a very um, hard place, but we have a big responsibility. We have something more privileged than any other human being on earth to raise children to be godly children. That's the responsibility of each and every one of us. They, might, they may always not hear well, but they are watching you and me. We've been watched. Are we good fathers? I'm sure. We have plenty of good fathers here. Do we miss sometimes? Yes, we do. Is there a God who is there to help us? Yes. Are we willing to be the fathers God wants us to be by all means? And you know what? I'm proud of each and every father we have here. A Bible school teacher asked her class to draw a picture of God for her. A little boy finished first and said, I drew a picture of my daddy because I don't know what God looks like.
We have a great responsibility. We have a God whose, whose forgiveness is beyond anything I can imagine. We have a loving God. And if we miss, guess what? There is always a comeback. There is always a way to go back and say, Lord, forgive me, I missed. And I want to be the father you want me to be. Let's not forget that we have wives, fathers, that they need our love and faithfulness and care and attention. They help raising these kids with us, and they are working day and night to see when they are home and to see that they have these children go in the fear of the Lord and the way we both want them to be. So may that image be a godly image all the time. And may the Lord bless each and every one of us. And as, as I say, it's important to be the kinds of fathers that make our children be proud of us. Happy Father's Day. Let's bow our heads. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity that we have in this beautiful land of ours that we can speak openly the word of God and what you have for us. May help us to have your spirit so we can instill these spirits in our families. Help us to be great dads each and every one of us here today starts from myself into each and every one. And help us, Lord, to set the examples for our wives, our families, our children, and everyone who comes in touch with us. As the Father's Day celebrations is going, we pray that each and every family will go have a good time together. And we pray that above anything else, you will be honored in our lives in whatever we do. Dismiss us, we pray. In Jesus' wonderful name, we ask. Amen. The meeting is over. You have time to go and prepare whatever you want to do and uh, let you go and uh, have a good, fun day. Happy Father's Day to all.